Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Stephen DeMeo Fan Podcast. This is episode 114, and today we'll be talking about Gem Harvest. I'm GC13. And I'm Hunter DeMeo! That's me! I just want to say how jealous I am of Stephen for actually getting to have dinner with Carl. I, okay, when I... I didn't know this was gonna happen, so when when I when I first heard the voice, I was like, "Oh no, it isn't! Oh, it is not! No way!" And then I got really excited because that's Carl. It's Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I felt I felt kind of like Sadie from Tiger Millionaire at first. You know that really sounds like Carl. <laughs> and then it's like, no, this is this is too Carl. It it's definitely Carl. Yeah, it has yep, to be Carl. Sure enough. Yeah, it was so good. Golly, uh, oh, he's so I mean, good. Not only, not only was he doing the Carl voice, his, he's basically a nicer, cooler Carl. Yeah, all the Carl mannerisms, like, uh, like his his ending line of a, "Hey, what you got some leftovers for me? You, uh, you, uh, you, you, you freaking nature, you." Yes, yes. <laughs> it's just, it's so Carl. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. I love it. Ugh. Uh. Now, now we just need the setup for his, the reignition of his old feud with Fryman, or as he calls him, Fryman. Uh oh, oh! That, I mean, okay. I'm just saying, DeMeo is a food name, so we we don't know who ran the everything buffet. Oh, uh, speaking of which, okay, when Carl, not Carl, when Andy took off his hat, what did you see? I saw Marty's hair. I also saw Marty's hair. I mean, I'm not saying that he uh, he hunted Marty and took his scalp as a trophy. I'm just saying some people think it would have been an appropriate end to Marty. I think that sour cream and onion may have affiliations with DeMeo. Hmm. Only time will tell. You know, sour cream and mayo. <laughs> Who knows? Come beyond to something. So we we got a lot of the the first four minutes of this episode previewed at Comic Con. Really, I didn't I didn't see that. Uh, everybody loved the Stephen. I'm on a tractor. <laughs> I loved that line too. That was a great laugh line. That was a great line. I love Peridot. Peridot was cute in this episode. She's always cute. She is best gem. Mm, she and Pearl. She and Pearl are best gems. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I actually, I actually do have notes for this episode since Ooh. it was so long. Um, I have a couple notes. Uh, one, it is so obvious which part Lauren Zook was in charge of. Mm, is that a fact? That is the that is a fact. The the beginning, the first the first quarter, I would say you can tell one by the fact. Okay, the opening frame of a uh, lapis talking to Stephen. She's got these creepy, empty eyes. I don't know if you caught that. I know a lot of people were pointing out how big the pupils were. They were having some fun with that one. Yeah, they were big and creepy and empty and spooky and very Lauren Zook. And <laughs> you could also tell when uh, when Steven started hacking into that pumpkin. Yeah, the brutal pumpkin murder sequence. The music that uh, happened during that was so unnerving. It was Beautiful. It was perfect. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. I mean, Steven straight up murdered that pumpkin right in front of his dog. Yeah, yeah. That's. Oh, I hope pumpkin becomes a reoccurring character. I hope pumpkin stays around. Um. There's. There's no way he doesn't. 
Yeah, I hope I hope he does. He has to. I mean, they're, they're not going to pull a reverse mini moose on us. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, he's a character from Invader Zim who was only in the Christmas special. Oh, he was planned course. to be introduced in an earlier episode, so they. You know, well, but while the series was being canceled, so they just readjusted Zim's dialogue to say, "Oh, yep, he'd been with me the whole time." Of course, yeah. So now they have this character in here with no explanation. That makes sense. I don't think they're gonna have a character disappear with no explanation. Yeah, yeah, probably. You're de- you're probably right. Um, I hope he becomes like a staple. Well, I mean, lights like Garnet said they needed a guard dog. And speaking of that, I just love the the whole I guess that works that love the that way works. estelle delivered that uh, line that was that was marvelous always just so always just such good timing and such good delivery with her yeah she she shows a funny way to say that it was great yeah um i would also like to point out lapis y- lapis you gotta stop <laughs> lapis you have come on Are you talking about the joke at the at the table not just at the table, but like the entire episode, she is the saddest. Like <laughs> her, her, like her, her, like her opening, like the first line she says that's significant is a. It's only just came into yeah. existence, and it's already decided it hates us. Yeah, yeah. It's just come on, Lapis. You, uh, have some like, have some faith. Have some like hope. Have some happiness somewhere in there. Like, come on. And, like, everything she says afterwards is just sad and sad and sad. And then, like, resigned and apathetic and then sad. Well, you, you know, you know, Lapis does does a lot of water stuff. Uh, I guess you could say she's quite well adapted to raining on your parade. Boo. Yeah, yeah. I, I could have set that one up better. I'll cop to that. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um. But, yeah, uh, also... Um, this was a good episode. I like this episode. But. And it's a big but? And it's a big but! Um, the dialogue felt a little stunted. Mm, like, I don't know. I don't know. It It happens every once in a while where, um, I, I, I like Steven Universe as a show because they keep their characters, uh, like, well-grounded to what their characters are most of the time. But every once in a while, like in uh, Fusion Cuisine, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they get a little more obtuse than they normally are. Like, so you're saying the gems are unbelievably unaware of what humans are like? Yeah, kinda. Yeah, like I, and it 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 doesn't happen very often. You'd think that Amethyst of all people. Yeah, like Amethyst knows, like Amethyst is pretty in deep with the human culture. Like she doesn't she doesn't grasp it like a human does, but she has a fair understanding of it. And Pearl also understands a good bit about it. Uh Pearl understands the human culture as a scientist would understand the culture built around uh primates. And she does not understand that humans only celebrate, you know, Death when there is one. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and and births when there is one. Yeah, yeah. That's it's a little it's a little too obtuse. A little too comedically stupid. Yeah, it's it almost feels like just they're, they're Deus Ex Machina, uh, the characters to like make it more uh, 
to move to move the plot in a in a more abstract way in opposition to Andy, who, by the way, as a character, I love Andy. I adore Andy. Yeah, he's pretty good at rolling with the punches, as, as stubborn as he is. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. And I, let me tell you why I love Andy. All right, Rebecca Sugar and her whole gaggle of pals who work on Steam Universe. Um, they could be called a very this this show itself and everyone who works on it could be called um progressive the word very, is progressive very progressive and it would be so easy especially in the politi- political climate that we're living in right now it would be so easy to create a character to represent the opposite side of that spectrum and to just make them the worst person possible that would be like a piece of cake the the audience would eat it up no one would argue People would love it. I don't know. I don't think Steven Universe is the kind of show where you can really do that kind of thing. I think everybody has to have some redeeming quality to them. And I think Andy is pretty yeah. pretty certifi- yeah. certifiably cool guy, which yeah, is yeah, the yeah. whole point. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It would have been really easy to, like, ma- format the episode of, Oh, this person is awful. Oh, but he's my family, so I might as well put up with him. And all that. I don't. I don't think the Steven Universe fans would have eaten that up. He. he they could have made him a lot worse than they did, but yeah. he would have had to have some redeeming qualities. Yeah. Yeah. No. He like it. He wouldn't have been just the worst. It's still Steven Universe. They got to make him a three dimensional person. But they did a. I think they did a very commendable job at personifying the type of person that uh, listens to AM radio. <laughs> Yeah, the type of people who uh, the watchers and makers of Steven Universe would not normally uh, be on like a social a social term with that would not exactly associate with one another, uh, which uh, is a whole big good like not a metaphor no just a a good abstract uh, representation of Thanksgiving and holidays as a whole of. You know, speaking of holidays, did you catch the line? Of uh, uh, yeah, some candy giving out holiday? Because Mr. Burnett had said on Twitter before that Halloween was not celebrated in Steven Universe. And so now we have, within the show, clarifying that yes, this is indeed so. Yeah, uh, aren't there like no holidays? Oh, they celebrate New Year's. I believe. Uh-huh. I believe Christmas was called out as another one that they do not celebrate. So, I don't know, we have, uh, they don't appear to celebrate Thanksgiving because no one at any point is like, huh, you know, this is kind of like Thanksgiving. And no, 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 that, right that was, that was the joke where they were all always like, well, thank you. Ha- has everyone been thanked? Has everyone <laughs> been thanked? And that, that was another line where I was like, oh, come on, Pearl, you're, you're being, you're being, you're being very abstract. Yeah, that, that whole, that whole scene kind of hurts to watch a bit. Yeah, a it's little like, bit. Oh, come on, guys, somebody find something to thank Andy for, you yeah. know. You, you can't thank him for the barn because he hasn't given it to you yet, but, like, you're obviously leaving out your guest of honor. Yeah. Somebody, somebody needs to step up to the plate and be a more gracious host than that. And, you know, I think Peridot really did say something quite sentimental. <laughs> it was cute. I mean, it's really weird coming from Peridot. And then she acts like, did I say something wrong? I thought I did great. No, Peridot, you did great. That was nice. Peridot, you did fantastic. Do it some more. Do it again. Oh, my sweet little P-diddle. Give it up for P-pod. P-pod. Ugh. But yeah, I, I think we can take from this episode 
a uh, if we wanted to draw uh, from this episode any parallels to life, I I could see this as being a situation that Rebecca Sugar has been in multiple times herself. <laughs> um, being being in a lifestyle that is not quite normal to her family and uh, the people she would have Thanksgiving with. And having that question, sitting with people who listen to AM radios and hate hippies. I, I absolutely loved his line. What do you mean you weren't technically oh, married? Oh, that was, that got me. That was, I was rolling. That was hysterical. Oh my God. That perfectly personified his, his personality in a sentence. It was beautiful. Ugh. Yeah, but but even even his outburst before that, you know, oh, you know, Andy, you know, they they didn't know, and he's like, oh, yeah, I know, in laws. It's yeah. like he's he's <laughs> always working himself up and then shrugging it off. He's a perfect comedic character. Ah, uh, it's beautiful. He's, I love Andy. I really hope we see more of him. Because we better. Not only is he is he a great character, but he offers a lot of social commentary. Like he offers a lot that we can like emotionally and intellectually gleam from the story like he he adds a whole new layer to it like his reactions not being reactions that you would see from the crystal gems or steven or greg add a whole new layer to it which i would love to see him in more and again if if they if they ever have an episode where he calls fryman fryman i think the (laughs) internet is just going to lose it i will break i will break it has to happen. It, they, they just have to do it. Yeah. For some reason, I, I think it was like Ken. Doesn't Ken not like uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force? I don't know. Bunch of losers. Show's great. They, they, we need to have Master Shake's voice actor come on. He can play one of Marty's co-workers. Someone Ooh. with way too much undeserved self-confidence. And who just goes off on the most bizarre rants possible. Like, I can see him, I can see Yellow Diamond coming to Earth and him telling her off for, like, scratching the door on his car. It's like, no, I'm not done with you yet. And she's like, what is this human doing? Doesn't he realize that I'm, like, six times as tall as he is? I really want Pumpkin to gain the voice of Meatwad. (laughs) Oh, oh no. Yep. I would love it. I want it. I, I I did find it very interesting that Andy was very was able to quickly identify that Greg goes towards the big woman. Yeah. You know, in the absence of Rose, he's like, it's gotta be Garnet, you know, she's the biggest one around. Yeah, I, I think we can we can notice a uh, a pattern that must have uh, been Greg choosing bigger women. I mean, you we we saw his book. Uh, what was it called? Yeah, the Passion of like Zanshore or something. Yeah, Xandar or something like that. Zan- yeah, something like started with an X. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Woof. <laughs> Woof. You and me both, Greg. You and me both. So yeah, but Andy. Uh, then then quickly the rose is no longer with us. It's like oh whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love how that just gets like yeah, again. That that's a that's a classic yeah. Carl. That's just whoa, well, hold on there. Oh God, oh so good. Just it was a it was a lovely breath of fresh air hearing from Carl again after yeah. after so much time. The I like that. Whoa, hands is pretty strong. Yeah, she works out. <laughs> yeah, I bet. 
Oh, it was good uh, stuff. It was good stuff. Uh, but yeah, um, this was this was good. I I will say um, I don't know what. Uh, going back to everyone being a little obtuse, uh, I don't I don't know what could have been the cause of it. But like, I think uh, I think if this is like our first look into what a like thirty minute thirty minute long Steam Universe show would be i think i'd rather just have the 11 minute episodes oh the the obtuseness like that's i I think they could do that just as well in an 11 minute what they can do with the 22 minute time slot is take out three commercial you know two commercial breaks instead of just the one if they have to yeah i don't know you know break it into three segments because they did that with bismuth too yeah i don't know uh Maybe it was like all. Maybe it was the the four uh, storyboarders storyboarders working on the the one episode. Uh, maybe it was just something with the scriptwriters. It just it felt very. It, it felt like I wanted to fast forward through the dialogue. Hmm. Really, I, I I never had I never had any real problems with the dialogue. I can see what you mean on some of the parts. Like again, they they are comically unaware of human customs to the point where it's like. In any other episode, they would get the gist of this stuff, but in this episode, they don't, because it's funny. Yeah. And I have been noticing the show doing that a lot more lately, actually, doing a whole bunch of the, well, you know, it's a cartoon. Cartoons are supposed to be funny, so don't think about it and just laugh. And that's not usually what I expect from Steven Universe, yeah. but I do see that popping up a lot more often. It it happened to me in, during the table scene. I I did not like the table scene. Oh, well, the where are my manners? Yeah, the where are my manners and the the talking about the gym war. <laughs> Except for the one golden line from Lapis going hard. I kind of I kind of liked the talking about the gym war. It's like Amethyst, oh, but this table has corn on it. Uh yeah, it was uh, it was cute in a way. It just is and I like how only only Lapis and Peridot are laughing about the beer joke, and everyone else is like, uh, "Yeah, I I want to see like I want to see an episode of just Peridot and Lapis because like they have they have really hit it off. I want to I want to see more of them." Well, we had a slumber party with Steven over that we didn't get to watch. It's like, oh come on, guys, you just cheated us. Yeah, come on, we gotta have now. We are we deserve it. You are obligated to give us a slumber party episode. Yeah, we we are owed that slumber party. Like, I'm I will not be satisfied if this season ends and I don't get a slumber party. Yeah, like that's that's rough. That they they would just tease us like that. I'm disappointed. Shame on you, sugar. Shame. Shame, shame, shame. Yeah, and if if they wanna do stuff that's like a cartoon just because it's funny, they need to have an episode where they're all standing around reminiscing about the slumber party and then only at the end of the episode do we find out that they're where they are and reminiscing because like there's this big huge gem monster outside that won't let them leave oh of course yeah that classic cartoon oh you're telling me that's not a classic cartoon gag that i mean i don't i that specific situation i don't know that's 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 kind of an anime thing to have like just the look at all the stuff we did episode Everybody loves reusing old footage. Yeah, everyone. But in this case, in this case, it would be new footage. We'd just be using the format. Uh, okay. Yeah, that could work. That could work. 
Um, yeah. But this does have some hope for me. This does hold hope uh, that uh, if they if if they show uh, Greg's cousin that I could one day be cast as Greg's wacky brother. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Give me a call. Well, I mean, you you voice coached Zach so well for I, Kiki's I, Pizza <laughs> Delivery Service. <laughs> I mean, it's I I should win an Emmy. I'm just saying, I deserve an an Emmy for that for that episode. I just I I don't know, Kiki. I think you do. I don't know, Kiki. I think you do. I I, I thought of you immediately when I saw that. Thank you, thank you. I would have also taken uh, you thinking of me whenever you watched a Drake and Josh episode. Uh, or the Blues Brothers. Or the Drake and Josh doing the Blues Brothers. Yeah, or... Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that! <laughs> uh, I, all I have is my image of the... An image in my head of them dressed up like the Blues Brothers. That's <laughs> all I have from that. And it's beautiful. It turns out me, Josh Peck, and John Belushi are the same person. Well, I've never seen any of you guys in the same place together, so that is that is possible. It is. It's not just possible; it's possible. But you know, for a, for a double length episode, it was a lot harder to go into detail about, just because so much of this stuff was just wrapped up in funny little conversations, and we we could gush about each individual line, like I'm about to for one line uh-huh. when when Pearl is thanking. Amethyst for putting out the cooking oil fire, and Amethyst chimes in and starting it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was cute. That was cute. classic Ames. Classic Ames. Oh, Ames, gotta love you. Yeah, let me see. What uh, what do I have in my notes? Um, yeah, dig, dig dig the notes out. Um, I think I've covered everything except for one piece. Where um, okay, the music. Uh, first off, the music for this episode is fantastic. It always is. Always is. Just fantastic. Good standard. Good standard. Um, but the music for when Steven is chasing after Andy uh, with Lapis, it sounds like mu- music from, like, Kirby Superstar. You know what I'm talking about? No, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's okay. I don't, I don't, uh, you know. Just, just a little something I thought I'd point out. You know, the... You know the music. It sounds like uh, it sounds like it's from 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 Kirby. That's okay. You got a lot of Nintendo guys out there that'll appreciate the observation. Yeah. yeah, come on. Where's my Nintendo? My Nintendo's at. Come on. Where where are you at? Come on out. I, I did I did like their choice of the of the of that plane sequence for use in the commercials. With Steven Universe placed very prominently in the commercial this week. Really. And, uh, well, yeah, it was like the, it was like the keystone for the whole thing, you know, put the end in. Steven Universe! Is that, did, did the Mighty Magiswords announcer do, do the trailers? Or do the, do the commercials? I don't, I don't know if he, I don't know if they said it like that, but they, they had like the, it comes out big and, you know, where it gets bigger on the screen. So I'm just imagining the Mighty Magiswords yeah. announcer saying it. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel about Mighty Magiswords? Um... I like watching it, but it's it's not great. I, I like it, but it's not great. You know what I mean? No, no, no. I feel the same way. I feel the exact same way. I, I really like the episode where they where they escort the princess to the island with all the pirates on it. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I I don't think it's very good writing, but I think it's very funny writing. 
Yes, it's it's a fun little show. Yeah, it is a fun little show. I like it. Yeah, and Cartoon, Cartoon Network, uh, their YouTube channel's been posting a lot about it. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's good, good, good new shows. So yeah, Steven Universe was on top with the ratings for uh, Gem Harvest. I just felt the need to point that out. Fantastic. There was there was a time when Ken would bring up the ratings every week, but we, we kind of fell away from that. So just, just to bring up the ratings. Just like Ken fell away from my heart. Yep, Steven Universe on top, then Teen Titans Go, and then uh, everybody else. Wait, Steven Universe was ahead of Teen Titans Go this week? Oh yeah, it's it's very often been ahead of Teen Titans Go. In fact, I say it's lately it's been leading Teen Titans Go more often than not. Heck to the yeah. I just remember uh, in the earlier days uh, of like, in, in the days of like late season two, early season three, uh, it was often Teen Titans Go was at the tippy top. Yeah, back, back when Steven Universe and Teen Titans Go could pull in two million viewers. Hot dog. Now how tables have turned. But yeah, Mighty Magiswords was their number three. Huh. Really, it's Steven Universe and Teen Titans Go in the first class. Mighty Magiswords, Gumball, Clarence, and Bears in with the second class. Well, really, I guess I could lump Wee Bear Bears down with regular show, but... And then you have Wee Bear Bears and regular show bringing up the rear at six and seven. God, regular show is still airing? Yeah, well, they're in their final season. Oh, good. I'm glad. They were they were airing at eight, so I guess we shouldn't be too harsh on them for not being able to break a million. I mean, to be honest, I forgot entirely that like regular show was a thing. If I'm being honest, but you know, speaking speaking of being honest, they did have Steven Universe holding down almost 1.4 million for them in the time slot immediately before them. So you can't blame Steven for not bringing enough viewers to the TV. Yeah, we're 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 doing good. We're still doing good. We're doing great. Oh, uh, um, since we're doing a status report for all things Steven, there are there is now new merch on the CartoonNetworkShop.com, including a fantastic yellow diamond t-shirt. What? I gotta her, see this! With her triggered <clears throat> face. No, hold on. Can you, can you send that to me? Okay, here, yeah, let me... But yeah, eight new t-shirts, including the <laughs> Crystal Jamies. <laughs> this is adorable. Hmm. <laughs> Getting a little bit of your SpongeBob on there. <laughs> it's just so perfect. <laughs> I mean, normally, normally I don't wear t-shirts that are like so, so I, I prefer something more subtle like the cluster shirt they have. But I might just have to get that one. Yeah, I really like I really like the T-shirts that are that are very like not obviously Steven Universe, like the like the lion one. Yeah, like the lion one, like the we've all got each other of the the the, the cluster one of the keep each city weird one. Yeah, these are, these are really cool shirts, and they're not just like hey, I like Steven Universe. They're actually cool shirts. So you know that that was your that was your Steven Universe merch update. Yeah, giving you giving you the giving you the down low on all the Steven Universe tea kettles and cozies. Yep. So, uh, you got any other thoughts about Gem Harvest? Um, that was fun. When's the next episode? Next week, I think it'll be at seven thirty. Actually, I'm still waiting for the 
I'm still waiting for it to get closer because, you know, they do like to change the schedule. But right now they're saying 7.30. They said 8.30 at first, but it's 7.30 now. What is the name of the episode? Three Gems and a Baby. What? It is the story of Stephen's first, first winter. Inspired by the movie Three Men and a Baby? Mm. All I know is it's going to have Pearl and uh, she's going to be in a very sad spot. So I'm... I'm just ready to be supportive of Pearl, uh, preemptively. Gotta support our baby Pearl. Yes, uh, inspired by the movie Three Men and a Baby, starring Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg, and Ted Danson. <sighs> but other than that, you know, on Gem Harvest, I'm just gonna, anyone who had farming, um, you earned your cookie cats fair and square. Agriculture! Agriculture! And if, if you placed that bet after seeing the preview, it doesn't count. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. All right. Well, uh, yeah, good episode. Uh, good on good on everyone. Uh, that was fun. That was cute. I hope to see more of Andy. Oh, yeah. we, we better see more of Andy. His his ending as joining Steven's universe, har har, uh, doesn't really make sense if we don't see more of him. So yeah. We better. Uh, yeah. I hope I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving if you are celebrating it. So yeah, I guess we'll all see you next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm Hunter. Later, kiddos. Pew, 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 pew. Pew. Yeah. What, are you the funny one now? What do you mean now? Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.